Hello everybody and welcome to episode 16 of Splattercast. I am Chucky. I'm CJ. Uh, today we're going to talk about um, <laughs> horror TV shows like in general. Uh, stuff we might have watched as a kid, stuff we watch now. But before we talk about that, um, it wouldn't be a horror podcast if we didn't talk about the really bad news that all horror fans got this, mor- got this morning. Which was the passing of Sid, Sid Higgs from Devil's Rejects, House of Thousand Corpses. Um, everything from he was in a lot of other shows uh, too. Baby Maybe. Jane, yeah. uh, Buck Rogers. Uh, Sid Haig had been acting since the sixties or seventies. Yeah. He was eighty. Yeah, he was eighty when he passed, and he's been acting a long time. Mm-hmm. And it just, it sucks because uh, Three from Hell just came out. He had a minor role because he was having health problems. But that movie made a good amount of money. And then everybody thought he was doing better after he was in the hospital. And then it just was announced that. And I'm happy that it was Rob. Rob Zombie was the first one to really put it out there. Mm-hmm. Because Rob didn't have to put Sid Haig in I House of Thousand Corpses. thought it was his wife. Well, she did, but Rob was like the first one before that to just be like, hey. Or after. Yeah. If yeah. it was like TMZ and stuff like that, um, or Bloody Disgusting, I would have like, it would have been worse than. But Rob's come out and said stuff. And then <laughs> Bill Mosley came out and said stuff and posted pictures. The support that I've seen all day on Facebook has been amazing where everybody's just yeah hurt. I'm just happy we were able to meet uh, Sid. That's what I was going to say. That we were able to meet him a couple years ago. Yeah. It wasn't last year. It was, it was a couple years. It was the 10th anniversary of Devil's Rejects. Yeah. It was the first Crypticon that me and you went to. I uh, know, but okay. Well, it was there in like 2015, 2016. We've been to several of them, but okay. I, I know, I was just saying it was like the, one of the early, <laughs> it was one of the earlier ones. Yes, I'm glad that we got to meet him. It's just, I'm, ha- I'm happy that he has a legacy now that, and that it's not somebody that's passed away and people forget about their legacy, because he also was in a, uh, the Not a Living Dead remake yeah. um, that came out in the two- early 2000s. And it's because of Rob Zombie why his career got a renaissance. And I just figured we couldn't do this episode without... Mentioning him. And sending our condolences. And I'm going to do what his wife said. And that's to give them space. Because she mentioned that online. To give them some space because... It's a hard time for yeah for that family, but so we just wanted to start that, not meaning to to start the episode on a sad note, but um, from there we're just now we're gonna jump into horror TV shows, which I'm sure both of us have watched mm-hmm. our fair share of. Um, I've been watching horror TV shows probably since I was five or six. You always go with your age. 
Okay, so I don't know. Since like 1991, I've been watching horror shows. Just say a long time. <laughs> that is, I don't know. That's like um, 30 years I've been watching horror shows. I don't know my birth year that I started watching it or how I long ago. I only ago. remember because that's when my parents started going, going out and they would leave us kids there by ourselves. And then we just started watching and... I guess Goosebumps would be the first one for me. Tales from the Crypt was the first for me. Yeah. I'm, Which is something we shouldn't have been watching when we were watching it. Yeah. I think Goosebumps was. So. But I do But that was when I was older. Like, I don't remember watching a lot of horror shows when well, I was younger. I mean, unless you could clarify Scooby-Doo as a horror show, but... I mean... It's technically like horror comedy, but we're not going to go there. Speaking of Goosebumps, since you just brought it up... Um, what's some of your favorite, like, Goosebumps episodes? Um, the one that stands out the most to me is the, the baseball bumblebee field thing. Yeah. I don't uh, remember Camp how Jam it... Camp Jelly Jam. Yeah, I don't remember how it all happened, but, I mean, I just remember the little kid turning into a bumblebee, and that scared the crap out of me because I was afraid of bees, and then turning into something that you're afraid of really messed with my brain. Because I read the books first. I did. And then once it got to like book 20 in the series, it said at the end of one of the books, coming soon to Fox Kids, Goosebumps. Okay. And then Goosebumps was on. It started every Friday at 4 originally, and then it went Monday through Friday. Yeah. Where it was on. But I remember the very, very first episode they ever released, because it started on Halloween, was The Haunted Mask. Mm. And I remember it was the one with the girl. Yeah. The girl gets picked on and she goes into a magic shop and she picks the wrong mask and it gets fused to her head. Yeah. And she's just scaring people. And then the the green bloody goo going down the stairs. Uh, monster blood. Yeah. I vividly remember uh, Not a Living Dummy. Really? Which is basically child's play. But it's, it's because of Goosebumps while the evil ventriloquist doll came from because in the even in the newest toy story that came out um the villain in there is slappy looks just like slappy but they can't call him slappy because they'd have to pay royalties or whatever yeah he's the unofficial mascot so i would i've always liked rl stein mm-hmm. so from at uh, same time goosebumps was on there's another show i used to watch and i'm pretty i don't think you did because i don't know if you watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? I think I did. Not a whole lot. But I do remember like... Where all the kids sit around the campfire and then and they, they throw them, that magic dust into it. Yeah. Into the fire and... And they tell the Tell story. stories, yeah. I did watch it. Um, I can't give specific episodes, but I do... That one had um... um... Eric from Boy Meets World was on there before he was ever on Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. There's one about this kid that thinks history's stupid, so he throws his history book in the water. So he gets, he falls down and like gets transported into Civil War times, and he has to try and survive. And every mm-hmm. and he keeps getting dying, but he keeps living the same day because history is doomed to repeat itself. There's that, and huh. then there's the, the one that everybody remembers that used to watch that. Is 
the amusement park one of the guy that steals the clown's nose. Hmm. And that it follows him, the, the clown follows him all the way home and does the whole phone thing where you hold up the phone and it could talk to you from the one upstairs to downstairs because back then that's how, there wasn't cell phones so that's how it worked. And the clown just wanted his nose back. Hmm. So like, and the weird thing is, Are You Afraid of the Dark is one of the only series that you can't buy the series. You can't buy the complete set. Huh. But for those of you that like Are You Afraid of the Dark, I was watching TV the other day, and they are doing a limited mini series on Nickelodeon, and Are You the Are You Afraid of the Dark six part hmm. series in October. Interesting. It for me, I don't know if it would still hold up today. Because, I don't know, it just seems like our generation now, we don't really go camping and telling ghost stories around the campfire. It's a big flashback to my childhood, at least. It's I don't know if it still holds up for the kids today. Well, the new one is, it's basically scary stories to tell in the dark. Where, you, know, you know what I mean. Yeah, they, they just... have to alter it a little bit. To me, it's still, I still like it. Um, yes. So one of the things that I enjoy watching is there's all these like stories that Tales from the Crypt wasn't the first one to do it. So before Tales from the Crypt, there was two shows. There was Freddy's Nightmares, mm-hmm. which was hosted by Freddy Krueger. And the pilot episode is actually um, the origin of Freddy. And before that, they've ne- they never did the origin of Freddy, so you get to see the trial and everything else. But it's just like these really like hokey like horror stories, mm-hmm. and it went from there to um, Tales from the Dark Side, which was mm-hmm. created by uh, God rest his soul George A. Romero, the Godfather of a zombie. Zombie stuff, and that one, they actually made a movie in the 90s. The movie is the one that has, like, the the gargoyle that he's not supposed to tell people about. So that one was good, but Tales from the Crypt is the one that, when I think of horror TV shows... Like, I've shown you Tales from the Crypt episodes. Mm -hmm. And they're actually kind of cool, because they have, like... Big-name actors that were big at that point and there was and everybody remembers the Crypt Keeper yep he's the one that I remember growing up he was this scary decrepit creepy thing but now he's, he's he has like funny comedy relief to him that you never really got when you were a kid you were just terrified of him because I think of the way that he looked and the way that he sounded and that creepy ass laugh. Yes. He was just like growing up, like we we would watch it every Saturday. And it was really it was actually really fun to watch that. And I've Tales from the Crypt is always something that um I stick by. So one thing one type of horror show that uh CJ really likes to watch is um her uh, ghosty shows. Yes, 
I'm very into ghost shows. I have been for a long time. Um, several of them. It's basically just uh, uh, ghost hunting shows and psychic shows that I like to watch. Uh, well, since I'm a ghost hunter as well, so I mean, it piques my interest to see all the different varieties of shows that they put on nowadays, including the older ones. Like, uh, there's Dead Files. Dead Files is like the one of the ones I actually like. Yeah, it's a, a psychic and a cop, and the cop does his own investigations on the actual like property while the psychic goes into the house and um, reads from you know reads the house, figures out what's going on, and a lot of the times like what she finds out is very close to what he finds out. That it's pretty interesting. It's one of the few shows, ghost hunting-wise, that doesn't seem like utter bullshit. Yeah. Because there's a lot of them out there. Like, there's one that you watch that um, her and uh, my aunt watch this one show, and I swear half of it is BS because it looks like BS. It looks what like it's played one? for laugh. The Ghost Brothers. Well, because we watch it for the laugh because that's basically us ghost hunting. It just... But I will say the one ghost show that is out there that I don't trust at all is, is Ghost, ghost Hunters. Hunters. Ghost Adventures. Well, or whatever. The original one was Ghost Hunters because they're always like, oh, look at that thing that shot in the darkness. And it's those cameras. And it's shaking the camera. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It shows like that that give um, ghost shows mm -hmm. a bad name. Yep, those are the ones I like to watch is the supernatural stuff. And trying to figure out different ways that we can ghost hunt. And, and I swear they're all on the same channel. Yeah. The travel channel. Yeah. Which they should rename the ghost hunting channel. Yeah. So I like them. So from there... There's a show that CJ watched. I've seen bits and pieces of it. It is a very interesting show. Which it's, one? Um, Salem. Salem. I like that one. If you guys haven't watched it, you guys should. I think it's on Hulu or Netflix. It's on one of them. It's um, on Hulu. Yeah, I was thinking Hulu. I think it's also on Amazon now. And it's based back in the day of the witch trials. And it has... A cool twist, I think, um, is basically they want to have Satan come back or come to the earth. So, um, what they're doing is the witch trials, but instead of killing witches, they're killing actual normal people, and the witches are at the head of the table. It's a different take on the witch trials, and I'm like, that does kind of make sense. You know, having... It started out them hunting the witches, and then it's like the witches are hunting them um, without being seen type of thing, you know? They need to kill... I, I can't remember how many people. It's like 27 innocents, and like... It's pretty interesting. And it's one of those shows that they had to rush the last season they did because... The network they were on completely changed what the network was going to be. 
So they had to um, rush the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of tell that it was rushed, but most shows, when they rush them, they, it turns out really bad. But it actually was pretty good, I would say. Mm-hmm. And you can't go wrong with it's a horror show and you have Marilyn Manson doing the theme song. Yep. So from there we'll... we'll I think it's like the witch drum. The yeah. witch drum. Yeah. I want to bring up True Blood because... Go of, for it. Of all the like horror shows that actually... I still probably wouldn't classify it as a horror. I... It's not, it doesn't, it's not scary to me where it makes me want to go hide under my bed. There are certain seasons where they really go that extra mile, and it's better when it's like the vampires versus the vampires, or the vampires versus the werewolves, because the final season is a full-on battle between vampires and werewolves. True Blood is kind of like a more mature Twilight, I would almost say. Mm-hmm. But it's... It keeps all the lore that if you are, if you know about vampires and werewolves and the lore, it sticks to everything. It's it's a good show, and it actually didn't. Um, it knew when it was time to close up shop. Mm. Like very much was in the know of knowing how when you should when you should stop a show. It went seven seasons. And it was on HBO. So before Game of Thrones was tearing it up on True Blood, on, uh, on uh, HBO, True Blood was the one that was like bringing people in. So from there, I got to touch base on, it's a show that, in my opinion, my opinion only, used to be fantastic, used to be great. And to a point, it's gone too long in a lot of people's respects. Yeah. And I am talking about The Walking Dead. Because even the comic, they just ended the comic last month, but the series, as the producers of the show have said, they said they have stories to tell for decades. And, um... My issue is I used to love it because The Walking Dead is supposed to be people versus zombies. And as the show went on, it became people versus people. And because the first three seasons, yeah, they're always worried about zombies. And they, like in the very first season, there's a couple of episodes where they're stuck on a highway. And there's this RV. And they're all, they all like live like in the RV. And they're trying to survive because they make too much noise. And then the RV breaks down in the middle of the highway. And then this whole horde shows up and everybody's hiding underneath cars. Somebody climbs on top of the camper. And then there's this zombie that busts through the window and there's a girl in there. And she's trying to survive. And then Rick's son gets uh, lost in the woods. And they and Rick and Daryl have to go rescue his son out of, the, out of the woods. So it's like moments like that. Or when they're in the prison is really where the show shined because it's supposed to all be about zombies. I used to watch that like every week. Mm-hmm. We would watch it as a family. Even though technically my nephews 
should not have been watching it when they were, because they got scared all the time, because it was really intense, and the graphics, the zombies were done really well. It was like one of the be most well-done zombie shows. Yeah, that show made me actually like zombies. Like, I always hated zombie shows, or not shows, but movies. It actually, like, opened up my eyes to how cool they could be. And that's all Robert Kirkman, who uh, wrote the comic. Yeah. But you're right. They, I think it's too much of people versus people, and the zombies are just an afterthought now. Like, even in um, the last few seasons, I didn't care for it quite the same. Yeah, I'm one of those people that have kind of backed out on the show. Because it's not what I... Because I actually read the comics for years and loved it. And I know there's certain things they couldn't do on this show. Rick firing guns with a little nub doesn't make sense. But it's just... It's not as good as it could be. Yeah. So let's go from that to talking about a show that CJ has watched from day one, and she watches every season when it comes on, <laughs> and that is... American Horror Story. AHS. AHS. Um, I like it. I watched... Well, I didn't watch it from the start, but, but I... she went back and watched it. Oh, yeah. Um... I was still living with my family when I started watching it. Uh, my favorite two seasons are the first season and the third season. The the Murder House and uh, Coven. Those are my favorite two seasons. Everything else, I don't know. It, to me, just didn't spark my interest as much. The second one did, um, which is Asylum. But when they started adding in the uh, aliens, abductions, and stuff like that, it just, uh, I don't know, threw off my, my, I don't know how to explain it, it just kind of like was a no-go for it me. took a left turn that didn't need to take. Yeah. I remember my sister used to watch it. She was watching Asylum, and I just, you know, at that time I was snooty snooty horror snob that I'm not gonna watch a horror TV show yeah. and at that time I just didn't really want to watch it and then I got I watched Freak Show which I, with I you, think is and one I, of the lower ones but I got my whole thing with like TV shows is all about characters if there's a character to bring me in then I'll watch it and to me there is a character named Tilly in there who completely brought me in and he was a really good character and then after three episodes they killed him which made uh, well I think it was further in but still it was really quick and the weird thing is out of all the characters they've ever created in American Horror Story people still cosplay as Tilly and Tilly actually is the only one from American Horror Story to have merchandise yeah, I think he was very misunderstood as a character, because everybody just sees him as an evil clown, but, like, 
but they could have went like they could have done more with that character instead of having him um what was it like be the teacher of the one guy because that's basically what it was it was like he was passing down the torch and i didn't really like the the guy that followed tilly i think it was just a a bad move in their department and then you had the following season which was hotel which in my opinion they had no idea what direction they were going because mm-hmm. they went this way and they went this way and they went that way i like parts of hotel i do like parts of hotel i think that it could have been 10 times scarier i still don't understand the whole mattress thing is it the vampires eating people so much that they're trying to hide the bodies in the mattresses but they're not really dead like it was just weird that part um i will say the newest season i watched one episode and that one pulls me in because that has to do with slasher stuff and it's just what's it called 84 something Uh, 84 yeah it's basically a love letter to uh anything slashers anything like slasher yeah um but what was the other one i did like roanoke because, like I said, it had um, stuff to do with, like, ghosty show. It reminded me of a nod to the ghosty shows. Um, me, I don't understand why they would go back to the place where they almost died a couple times. <laughs> but kudos to them. Um, what else is there? Colt was, I think, one of the most... Dramatic ones. It was one of their shining achievements. Yeah. When it comes to like acting and. Yeah, Colt was pretty uh, out there, but it was also. um, But it was also uh, like I could actually see it happening nowadays, like all the stuff that. Was going on in the it was cult. also the first very time realistic. They, they had to seriously edit the show yes. because of certain episodes they filmed that they could not release because of the shootings that were going on at the time. Yes. So let's switch gears from that to let's talk about what some people call like the biggest show that's on right now. And that's Stranger Things. Stranger Things is like the quintessential right now Everybody loves and adores that. That one's especially a love letter to D and D. To D and D and eighties. Like, well, even earlier than that. I think it was in the seventies. Like, it was very. Well, I mean, like, but the like whole a feel lot of, to it. The yeah. Feel and it pulls a lot from from things. It even yeah. um to well, throw back to a couple episodes ago, um, the group that's in there that fights the. The monsters are straight up losers club. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things. But I do like the fact that, like, in the first season of Stranger Things, it's like they're playing D&D in the basement. And it's almost like the D&D game comes to being real. Because and they, they are fighting actual monsters. Because they stop the game right when they roll and a monster shows up. Yeah. They stopped the game right there, and that's when the monsters happened for real. So to a point, it could be a metaphor whether or not things are actually real. 
Yeah. Or is it just all in their heads? Like, I don't know, maybe that one kid was still missing and the brother is still trying to cope and that's how he can cope with it. It Not a, saying that's what happens, but I'm just saying. It like, is a very good horror show, though. Oh, I love it. I love the... The monsters look really cool. The gore... Gore... I don't know. What are they called? Gore something. I was going to say... Gorgons. There you go. I was, I was going to call them Gorgonites, but that was wrong. <laughs> they, just put, they just put that monster into one of my favorite horror games. FYI, check out Dead by Daylight. There's a Stranger Things uh, DLC that's coming out. Demacore. Yeah. But I like it. I like the feel of being back in my childhood and hunting for monsters outside. I don't know. I was a strange one. So that one's a really good one. Let's talk about a not-so-good one just based off the uh, material. Mist. I, I like the show. I didn't like that it was called The Mist. Because it had nothing to do with the movie or anything like that. It should have been called something else. Which is why they never did another season. Because Stephen King got pissed. Like I said, I really liked the show itself. It was an amazing show. Very I just I just didn't... Um, it was an amazing show, but I just, it didn't hold up to the, to the movie and Stephen King's version of the movie. I just don't know why they had so much religious undertones in there. Well, even in the movie, there was a lot. But it was, un, it was slightly underplayed. It wasn't as out in front. Because you had that crazy lady at the supermarket in the movie that was like you're all going to hell i would have liked it more if it was actually if they divulged more into why the monsters show up and what's all going on and if that actually took place at the same time that um the movie takes place yeah i don't know it was a very weird one because it was yeah i i liked it as a separate being and it being called the mist I think it's one of those things where they just took a name recognition. That's like calling it The Fog and have nothing to do with the movie The Fog. You know? Yeah. Or, yeah. I just... That's the only downfall of that movie. But it's about... Um, this little town is cut off, basically. And this mist or fog is rolling in. And then you find out that it was actually created by the military... And uh, is slowly making people go mad, whether it's actually really happening to them or not. But I think it's actually happening where the Mother Nature type beings are starting to kill off the people. It's just it's a serious lack of monsters in there. Yes and no. I mean, I could It's more about people going mad. And, and the what book, they're and afraid the, of. And in the book, it was always just the monsters. Yeah. The monsters are in the fog. Yeah, it was just a weird take on it. Not to go off subject, but something that's a little more close to the mist that I could see as like a spiritual spinoff is Cloverfield. I don't know. Uh, Cloverfield is about like people are 
randomly. I thought it was about aliens. No, it's about they're randomly getting killed, and then there's monsters off in the distance that are doing all the killing. And that's mm. what Cloverfield's about. So Cloverfield could be a distant spinoff from The Mist. Huh. Um, I want to talk about a show that I randomly found. It was on Showtime. Most people don't talk about shows that are on Showtime. And I used to watch it. And it's um, one of the most... It's very interesting. Like, I know you haven't seen it, but I just wanted to bring it up. It's something that... If you have the, the Vidmark app on Roku, which we do, has every episode on there. Otherwise, if you try and get it on DVD, it's over $300 because it's so limited. Uh, it's called Masters of Horror. Every episode is directed by a different horror director. So you have um, Toby Hooper of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You have Stuart Gordon of Reanimator. You have Wes Craven. You have Clive Barker. You have uh, Robert Rodriguez. You have um, Mick Garris. You have... Um, so the people that did um, like Puppet Master, Phantasm, Reanimator, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw... They direct an episode, and each episode is different. So, one episode is like girl's car breaks down and she gets chased by like an axe wielding maniac, and the next one is a supernatural one, and one's a demonic carnival that has Robert England is actually in that episode. It's called Dance of the Dead. We actually have the DVD over there. Huh? So it's to me, it's a show that I wish they would bring something like that back. Because it's, you take horror directors, and this was in 2004, 2005, so before, it's before Hostel, before Saw, before the Renaissance happened, of all these old school directors just putting a fresh coat of paint on things, and just giving people different takes on what they do. Hmm. Interesting. Let's talk about Castlevania, though. Castlevania, uh, the Netflix series. I liked it. It was very gory. I thought it was amazing, and it's an adaptation of a love letter to horror. The video game series is straight up everything horror. Horror Horror-based, yeah. Where you have all of them. But in the show, they really... Like, there's religious themes, and I didn't know if they were going to do that. There's more of a background of Dracula, so Dracula's a more interesting character, and you have demons in there a lot and you have different levels of demons and then it's just ensuing like great vampire hunting stuff. You even have Alucard making an appearance at the end of the first season. Dracula's son. Yep. If you guys didn't know, Alucard's is Dracula spelled backwards. (laughs) So that's a show I would have people watch. But another Netflix show I would have people watch is uh, the one CJ watches on Netflix. I haven't got too much into it because I watched the original season a couple years ago. And it's now that it's on Netflix, there actually more people are watching it. Because I watched it on Fearnet a couple years ago. And it's Slasher. Yes. And CJ really likes that. I've only watched the first two seasons. I guess the third one was kind of lame, so we didn't really divulge into it. But the first one was insane. Because uh, it's all about the the 
girl's mom and dad and how they died and she's trying to figure out who killed them, why they got killed, blah blah blah. Or actually she knows who kills them, but it's weird that she goes and visits the guy in prison. It's it's a weird take and then that it's like a Ah, uh, he kills people for th their sins, yes. you know, and uh, it's, it was a very gruesome, like the very first episode was really, really, really uh, gruesome, where he, wasn't she pregnant when she died, the mom, I think so, and he like ripped the baby out. It might. Whole, oh, I don't know. It was really My whole thing with the show is, yes, a show can be really gory, and that's really good, but my the reason I couldn't get into it is just, like, the story and some of the acting. It's Sometimes it sucks that I did video production for, like, eight years. Yeah, and it was also, like, a whodunit. You're trying to figure out yeah, who is doing all this stuff now because the guy is in prison. It's like, and then you're trying to say, like, well, was he the real one that was doing it? And, like, all this stuff. And then you think her boyfriend is doing it. And then you think this person's doing it. And then, you know, then everything goes crazy and haywire. And then you realize it's actually this person that's doing it. it I like the whodunits. And to me, that's not really my cup of coffee. Before we talk about my final pick, we're going to talk about a show that CJ watched on Freeform. This show was Freeform. Changed my um, expectations. It's the network it was on, and it came out in 2016. They only did one season. CJ wanted a second season, and it's originally I thought it was a Jason ripoff. Oh, all I thought gotcha. it was was a Jason ripoff because all the commercials make you think it's a Jason ripoff. So I just kind of dead of summer. I wrote it off as. I'm like, I, I don't need to watch this crap. Yes, it was good. It was uh, about going to camp. And uh, there's occult people that are trying to summon the demons that are there. And uh, Tony Todd's in it. He's awesome in it. And you think the whole throughout the whole show, he's the one that's trying to summon the evil. In all reality, he's actually trying to stop it. He's, he, yeah, he's trying to stop the people from actually, I think he's like a ghost or whatever, and he's trying to stop, um, the cult people from summoning it. And, like, as it's going through, I don't want to spoil too much of it, especially if you haven't watched it. But as it's going through, it's like there's a lot of plot twists. Because once, it's not a big whodunit, but you're trying to figure out who's killing people, who, you know, who is actually the one that is trying to summon the demons. And then it's, like, the one person that you don't expect at all because they're a goody-two-shoes type person. And then you realize that she wasn't even supposed to be at the camp, that she actually killed her friend that was supposed to be at the camp and took her identity and is there. Like in sleepaway camp? Yeah, it was just insane. And I'm like, what? So if you haven't watched it, it's an awesome show. You can, I believe you can get the whole season for 20 bucks on Amazon Prime, and you can also get it for $20 off YouTube, because most people don't know, you can rent movies off YouTube. Yeah, like, uh, 
I don't know. I'm a sucker for Tony Todd. For those who do not know, Tony Todd is Candyman. Candyman, and he was also in Final Destination as the coroner. As death. Well, I don't know if it's death. He's supposed to be death. Coroner. I'm going to go with coroner, but it does make sense for him being death. And then the other show that I want to bring up is a Netflix original, I do believe. Yes. It's actually a Netflix original that right now is getting so much praise and... Uh, you I should mean, watch it before people spoil it for people. I mean, when occult, satanic people are pissed off because <laughs> they ripped off parts of their religion. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other one. No. Well, that one too. I won't spoil that one, but I'll want to do both. You should drop the name of that show just so people can go. Yeah. But, uh, Sabrina... Well, I'm talking about Sabrina. Um, it's not... The happy-go-lucky Sabrina, the original. It is a very dark twist of Sabrina. Um, it's basically, uh, you know, she's a witch, and so are her auntie and aunties. And the whole thing is that Sabrina doesn't want to give herself to the devil. And her name was actually signed in the devil's book by her father the day after she was baptized, so it kind of null and voids her name in the book. Because it was, you know, she has to give her own soul away to get her powers and all this stuff. And so you're seeing that fight within her. And even her aunties and stuff, because she turned 16, they're supposed to be doing like the Black Sabbath or something like that. Where she goes and gets her powers and actually writes her name in the book and all this stuff. So you're act she's actually being haunted throughout the first season. Um haunted by satan himself and he comes in like looking all ram like it's very creepy it's how he's supposed to look. yeah so you guys should watch it if you haven't watched so, it i won't go into complete detail if so it's a remake of the show that had melissa joan hart that used to be on abc <laughs> but it's way darker but it's a, actually a darker tone and in in the second season I'm not going to spoil anything but there is a couple episodes where they're Hunted by witch hunters. Yes. Which, that's cool. That's where I was like... Yeah, like, the whole premise of it is... So, her dad was a full wi wi wizard, I guess it would be, or what? what warlock. 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 He's a full warlock, and he falls in love with a human. And it's, like, forbidden. Like, you're not supposed to do that at all. So, he... Um, makes a deal with Satan, saying that he would give his firstborn to him. And that's Sabrina. And so, to be able to stay with his wife. And so, yeah, it's intense. You guys need to watch it. I know for a while, like, a lot of the satanic people were pissed off and trying to sue um, Netflix because... Of the look of the creatures and... Even though the symbols are slightly different. Yeah, but even if so, then... If that's the case, then all the religious shows that are out there could be suing and whatever. That's, that's and that's just stupid. Go anywhere. So the other one that Chucky wanted me to mention is called Marianne. I won't go into full detail, but it has a lot of nuances of um, Stephen King. It is not a Stephen King show. Um, uh, yeah, it's, 
like has the dark half in in what's it called like insinuated in it insinuated uh the lady this is the premise of the story she when she was young she was being haunted uh by this witch and the only the witch could do just about anything but the only thing that it couldn't do was lie about her name and so um I mean, she was being haunted in her dreams and everything like that. So, she actually started writing books from her nightmares. And then it came to the point where she stopped writing. She didn't want to write anymore. She wanted to change. She's been writing horror forever. And she wanted to change into something happier. She was tired of all the creepiness. So... She stopped writing, and that's when, um, it was at one of the book signings that uh, her, one of her long-lost friends from way back when uh, comes in and wants her to sign the last book, and uh, that's when things just go crazy. I mean, she pulls, she lifts up her shirt, and there's carvings on her body from her mom, and she says, you need to come back, you need to come back, and save my mom it's all your fault Marianne is back Marianne is in my mom and like all this stuff it just kept going on and on and on and supposedly like Marianne won't leave without taking something from someone so when so the one lady she never really leaves uh the main character like um like her friend ends up committing suicide, which brings her back, which brings the author back to the town that she left so many years ago. She hasn't been back since she left. And, like, that's where I'll leave it, because it gets intense. I mean, if you're squeamish, peek through your fingers while you watch. <laughs> it's I would pretty awesome. check it out, because even a Bloody Disgusting, which is one of the biggest horror new sites yes has been raving all about this oh i've i've watched all of them already like we we binge watched it in like two days so the last show we're gonna talk about is a show that's near and dear to my heart and i actually think it's the best horror show of the last five years because it gives me Hope. every everything <laughs> i wanted and it's something that nobody ever would happen would happen mm -hmm. because the fans pestered him since 1993 to come back come back to the role and that's where Bruce Campbell to reprise his role as Ash and this is Ash, Ash versus Evil Dead and <laughs> if you have Hulu it has all three seasons Netflix only has the first two okay so this is a show that I need to rewatch it again. Like I loved just it so much. Poured all over it, and I love it because they didn't. They gave you the comicness of Army of Darkness, but then they gave you that gritty horror that you got from Evil yes. Dead Two and from the first one, and everything's canon. So they bring back the Kendorian dagger. They talk about yes. the special pages in the book, and I—he's just funny. Bruce and it's Campbell. and it's great because 
Ash has been in the very first episode he's been bragging for years about like what he's how cool he is and everything and he leaves his town that he's from because in his hometown everybody thinks he's ashy slashy and that he actually murders everybody it is the first one because in Evil Dead 2 and in Army of Darkness they don't mention the people from the original film but in season two of Ash vs. Evil Dead, they reference the other th- the other three characters that were not in Evil Dead Two. They mention his his sister, and they mention the two um his best friend that was in there and his girlfriend. His girlfriend and what's funny is uh, Lee Majors plays Ash's dad. Yes. Oh god, that was hilarious. The six million dollar man plays Ash's dad, and in the third season, they introduce his daughter. Where Ash actually birthed the daughter. And you have Lucy Lawless as this weird demon-human hybrid thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the coolest characters in there is Pablo. I love Pablo. Who always calls Bruce uh, Jefe. El Jefe. El Jefe. And... Every episode has has gore and comedy. Yeah, my favorite episode is when they go to the the shop, the occult shop, and they're trying to figure out how to put the the deadites basically back into the box. And so, like, <laughs> Ash is like flipping through the book, trying to figure out how to do it and he's like hey we should just summon a demon and like he chooses the one that like fucks with your head yeah. <laughs> and he's like oh the brain sucker one hmm, doesn't seem too bad <laughs> but that completely fits uh, Ash's personality and the cool thing is in the second one they go back to the cabin Yeah. and to me that's like nostalgic everywhere because I just thought it was funny you know it, it's a really good show and a lot of people should check it out because that show was having re- has, more people were watching that than were watching Walking Dead and Stars canceled Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah, which is that why was so sad. Ash has uh, why Bruce Campbell has retired that character. That was so sad. I love that because it was like very creepy and like the whole reason why the Deadites even came back is because he was trying to impress a chick when he was like stoned or drunk or something and he read from the book he read from the book which makes me think why he has because he has like this trunk that he's kept the book in his boomstick and the chainsaw and when he first opens it if you look there's um the solid metal glove from Army of Darkness Ah. is in there which is cool because that's like they reference everything, and that's why I truly adore that. Yeah, and I do like when he goes back to his hometown, and like you're actually finally seeing because I could see that as being like very realistic. Like this crazy dude is saying that the dead came back, and that's how all his friends died, and he's the only one that survived, and he's all bloody. You know what I mean? Like he's missing a hand. Like what the heck happened? Like he has like these battle wounds and. He's a serial killer. <laughs> they call him Ashy Slashy. Yes. So we just wanted to talk about some horror TV shows. And we went through a good amount of them. Yes. 
So and you guys, if you haven't checked out any of these or some of these, and there is also another one that I wanted to mention. Mention it's called The Exorcist. It's um, actually a TV show that's based on the actual movies. It was a, after it's it's I guess a sequel. Like I think it's the unofficial sequel to the third one. It's like Reagan's older. Yeah. And like and then her daughter is being um what's it called? Like hunted down by the demons and stuff like that. So that's a pretty cool one if you want to watch that. But you guys should check them out. Uh, most of them you can find on either Hulu or Netflix. Some of them you might have to search harder for or pay for. Yeah. But most of these are on streaming services of some kind. And just like I did last week, I want to remind people that we are in the planning stages for the month of October for the content. We almost have everything nailed down. Almost, but of we're, what, we still need some planning. Of the videos and everything. But the one video we can say for sure that we are doing is on October 1st. Trick or treat. We will be releasing a video for trick or treat. And uh, we're trying to do it where each week is going to have a, a theme. A theme. And then we'll also go with that theme will also reflect the podcast episode for that week. Cool beans. So we're working on that. Um, later in the week, uh, there'll be another episode and that will be Killer Clowns. And we will do that as well. Yes. It might not be as long as this one. This, this one, one just had a lot more. This one had a lot more to it. A lot more shows to go over. So, I mean, you guys should really check out um, Marianne. Like, that's the new hot thing that's on Netflix right now. And an uh, honorable mention, just because the new season's about to start. I didn't like it, but some other people might, and that's The Purge. I didn't like it because it originally, when it was announced, they said it was going to be on Amazon, and it was going to be unrated, and then they put on USA, and they completely watered it down, in my opinion. So, and it's not really The Purge. It's about, like, the stuff going on around The Purge. So, to me, I'd rather watch the movies than watch the show. But an honorable mention would be uh, for you to watch The Purge. Yes. I agree. I like the show. Um, I can't really remember the first season. It's been so long since I watched it. So, I like The Purge show and the movies. So, you guys should check it out. I'm probably going to rewatch it again. There's a lot of shows that I even talked about now that I really want to rewatch and go more into depth maybe later about them. Like, Slasher's one of them that I want to rewatch. It's so. also one called Tall Grass that's coming out on Netflix soon. Okay, and then I'll probably watch um, Marianne again. But that's about it, guys. I'm excited. You guys should watch, um, especially since um, Halloween's coming out. You know, Halloween's coming up. So. And on that note, the last thing I'll mention is in theaters from now until October 31st is the original 1976 Halloween is in is in select theaters. 
and they'll be playing it in theaters from now until Halloween. Uh, I saw that online when I was on bloodydisgusting.com, so just want to throw that out there. If anyone wants to see the original Halloween, um, go ahead and check it out. And, awesome. And we will talk to you guys on episode 17 with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Bye.